Welcome to Mummy and Daddy, the podcast where we discuss horror movies featuring children. Because parenting can be scary. And kids are definitely creepy. Hey, anybody home? Anybody know where the wilderness camp is? Hello, is anyone home? Does anyone know where the wilderness camp is? Has anyone seen this movie? Oh, can anyone find this movie? Can find who made this movie? <laughs> what? How dare you? Michael O'Rourke is a household name, at least in our household. <laughs> sure. P.G. O'Rourke's younger brother. Uh, Mickey O'Rourke's uh, Mickey. older sister. <laughs> Oh, I'm so curious to know if anyone on earth has seen this movie besides us, because even our friends over at Killstreak Pod had not even no. heard of it. No, that's how you know. You dug you dug deep. If you really want to know, well, you keep listening. You'll find just, we found the end of the database. We did. We found the end. You guys, this movie isn't even on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not on Rotten Tomatoes. As in there were no reviews to aggregate. That's wild to me. I don't know why that like blows my mind. I feel like I've looked up really B, B, C, D yeah. movies and <laughs> this is it. Oh, Yeah, I guess we did get to the end of the database. So That's pretty impressive. Maybe this is the time where we switch our format of reading <laughs> plot synopsis. <laughs> yeah, we, we now that we can do anything, there are no rules here. Yeah. It's like Neo at the end of the Matrix. Sure. Although we haven't yet reached that because they're still releasing those movies. Oh, that's right. And it turns out there are a ton of movies even just on our short list, even on the list of things we were going to do this week. Uh, maybe we're at the end of the yellow brick road. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about, let's. <laughs> okay, so. I know where you're going. Before How we... are you doing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, doing great. Very itchy as it is summer in LA and we have mosquitoes here now. And I did sunset yoga last night in the La Cunada mountain range. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The famous La Cunada mountains. It looked phenomenal. The photos yes. looked really cool, but you didn't mention the mosquitoes at the time. I didn't think that I was getting bit by mosquitoes because um, there were all all manner of bugs. Uh -huh. There were lots of little flies. There were bees. There were fire ants like on our yoga mats. Whoa. I know. It was really tough at first, but then... Um, How set was the sun when you started? Not set. It was pretty bright. Like oh, okay. It, it started at like 7.15 and the sun fully set at like 8.10. So oh, that's we good. Were, you could see the fire. We ants. were in, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were in the, in the, the light of the sun for a while. Um, but it was really wonderful, but I'm very itchy right now. Mm. Uh, the bugs did go away after a certain point. In yoga, you're also at the mercy of like uh, bottoms of your feet. Exactly. Bug bites. That's why. That's why this is so annoying. Because I was pretty covered and I mm -hmm. had bug spray, but 
I think it was just my feet that were exposed. And plus, yeah, it was it was a challenge to stay in poses. Oh, dang. Whilst... Oh, because you're like, ah, bugs. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to slap that bug. But yeah. then you're like, no, I need to stay in the pose. Otherwise, this is a pointless exercise. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it was a, it was a good mental um, exercise as well. Oh, very good. Um, but besides being itchy, how are you? Because I know you're itchy too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. My ankles are all bit up. That's a fact. I uh, otherwise feeling pretty good. I made the mistake of drinking coffee in the afternoon yesterday, so I didn't sleep in the night. But otherwise, mm. um, doing you know pretty well. Enjoying our summer little trips and mini trips, and um, and just and this is our first summer. Of school age summer. School age summer. I am enjoying school age summer. I'm yeah. enjoying. We've talked about camp on previous episodes. We are now in the full swing of camp, and it feels pretty good. Yeah, I think for all involved. I think so too. I think so too. Wu was liking his little science camps, um, but it just feel everything just feels more relaxed. Even though it's technically the same hours that they're at school and we're we're working, it's the same mm-hmm. setup. Yeah, it's just it is that, one hour later. It's just that one hour. And that does matter. And I know you're back on the family firm. And back on it. We sh- maybe we should talk about this. I didn't we didn't talk about that before the show, but the my um the I had also read the family firm on Mummy's recommendation for our listeners. I listened to the audiobook. Highly recommend. Very I mean, it's a breeze and uh, she's got Zoe Chase vibes, which I never knew now that I'm listening. I'm finishing the book on audiobook. Oh, I don't. I I don't find vibes. I'm not saying she's all Zoe Chase. You you podcast listeners have got to know what I'm talking about here. (laughs) Well, I guess I like Zoe Chase. I I liked her. I liked her vibe. I thought she felt felt very real. Emily Oster reads her own book and she's um, wonderful. I, I yeah. Yeah. It's all good. They're both fantastic uh, writers. So yeah, and she brings up in the book the benefits of starting later. How like that is a segment at some point in it. It's kind of a it's kind of breezed past, but that like these early start times have not shown any yes. improvements in like test scores or outcomes for kids. Because really, what this is all about, it's like the outcomes for school age kids, and what should you bother like spending your time on? Yeah, it, and well, getting up early, like be, starting things like school earlier, mm-hmm. have ne- no or negative benefits. But what she was saying was that I think on the national average, our school district starts later because um, she was saying that schools can start as early as seven o five. And as late as like 8.15 and our kids school starts at 8 and then the other one starts at 8.25. And I don't know if that's just TK, but. I hope it's here to stay. Yeah, but I'm just saying like this is as good as it's going to get. It could be worse. It could be worse. I can't. That I I truly. No. It would be a life change. We wouldn't be recording this right now. No. We'd be fast asleep. We'd have to be. We'd have no. There would be no choice. Um, No. But yeah, camp, I'm enjoying. It feels like a leisurely Wait, can I just pace. Say something? Go ahead. I need to say this. And I could have just said it to you off air, but I'm no, gonna say, say it, it to now. everybody because I think that this will resonate with parents. I have serious beef with the thing that I keep seeing, which is 
New sleep study shows that even just one night of bad sleep can fuck up your brain forever. <laughs> like, can we, I just want to, like, I want someone to retaliate against these headlines and be like, can you just stop, stop reporting on this? Because, like, all you're doing is making us feel like shit. Because how are you supposed to? Okay, let's yeah. say, let's say beyond just the random I got time, five hours of sleep last night. Yeah, but besides that, just, like, that... Okay, maybe you could have done, you could have, you know, limited your caffeine intake. Let's say you're, let's say you're doing everything possible to get your, your sleep duration and mm-hmm. uh, your whole cycles in line and have all the lines line up on your, on your tracking. You're tracking it. Mm-hmm. You're not snoring. And then, and then you get sick and then you have a bad night's sleep. You fucked up your brain for all time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like specifically parents, when they read this stuff, it's like, I okay. It's now been I feel like I'm go gonna, off, it, go <laughs> off. <laughs> I give like, them the beef. I feel like we need to fight against feeling helpless in these times. Yes, because yes. it is very easy to feel helpless, and that's I. I'm not saying it's a big conspiracy, but. They're feeding on the clickbait of stuff like this. Yes. It kind of gets back into sort of, it's almost like back to when in the 90s people would say the media is is bad. <laughs> you know, I think some of those like sort of if it bleeds, it leads kind of sensationalistic tendencies of like the newspaper era of media yeah. are coming back a bit with these clickbaity headlines like that like I, I even i know we've talked about this a bit on the show too but i'm kind of i was talking with a couple of their parent friends about this now that the vaccine is open for our under fives yeah who um, is on his first dose first dose and he got a mohawk for it <laughs> he did he's he's Looks really killer he's got a great summer look going yeah, on he's too. having a great summer i was talking to another parent friend about of course this ends up immediately devolving into covid talks But And I may have said this specific thing on the show before, but I will reiterate it here. As this new, more aggressive strain of COVID is here, I am also now, I'm officially of the position that, like, unless the reporting is measurably helpful and serves a communal good uh, and will actually change, (laughs) aim to sort of, like, change or reinforce healthy behaviors and actions for society or community should don't you shouldn't publish it and you should not write it like it does feel yeah. like there is this weird we're at this weird point with it where it's like we've been at this for a few years these are these are beats people are on right this mm-hmm. is this is now this is a money maker for Media outlets, like they're, and again, not to get conspiratorial. Gee, this is, if imagine if this is your first episode of the show and I start <laughs> talking about the lamestream media. No, I, that oh I, my God. I no, that I do feel like there's just some element of like, well, we have to keep talking about it because we've been talking about right. it. Right. Well, that's the thing because now you feel that way, but you're probably not aware that we're like almost at the eight day streak. That's going to kick in mandates again in Mm -hmm. L.A. Like, because I know if I weren't on a job right now, I wouldn't even know that. Right. But so then what do you do with that information? You know, because it seems to me like the articles, the articles I have read are like, well, 
these things aren't really like the the masks are more to help you at this point and reinfection is the greatest is like is at a much greater risk than it ever was with previous strains so it does sort of feel like it's at this point where unless the thing is talking about like impending policy to move things back into you know yeah but, safer spaces and and you know but at, what i'm saying is yeah. the over reporting and you as a person who does read news just not looking at any of it and yeah. thinking that it shouldn't be written means that you're gonna miss when actual news happens and actual things are yes yeah. exactly like you i want to i just want to know when it's when i need to know you know otherwise i'm like i'm here for like Track it, study it, talk about it amongst yourselves, talk with experts. Yeah. But then like, yeah, maybe do a, a once a week roundup at this point. It should be the calendar section at this point. Yeah. Well, we're not going to fix it tonight. No, but we will fix our kids. <laughs> we're going to fix our kids tonight. Yeah. We fixed them the other night. Oh, my God. Okay. So before we get into Moonstalker, the legend... The myth, the man, um, <laughs> in that order. <laughs> Those were three of the taglines for the Moonstalker film. <laughs> um, well, we so we went camping for the long weekend, mm -hmm. and that is why we chose Moonstalker, but we'll get into that later. And we came back on the fourth day of July, really trying to... Un just completely take the wind out of the fourth. Um, yeah, it's a bad year for America. Yeah, uh, so we it, decided to not celebrate this year. Yeah, we were like, you know what? We're gonna see fireworks later on in the summer at a Dodgers game, and I don't feel like doing anything. We'd just gotten back from camping, and I was not feeling at all patriotic, um, being that I uh, have gotten some rights stripped away but being a california resident you know on the path to a federal ban on abortion so we were not feeling patriotic and we decided instead of trying to put the kids to bed and then the, all the fireworks going off that we would just watch a movie a full movie and so we decided to watch the wizard of oz for the first time uh, None which, of us had seen it before. <laughs> Heard a lot of good things. Which Common Sense Media gives a six plus. Oh. So that's why I was like, you know what? I know that Wu was going to be scared by this, but I feel like there's enough magical parts that he will enjoy mm -hmm. that it will make up for it. And, and some silliness. And some silliness and and a tornado. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah they love that right so i was fairly confident that this would be at least a minor success i wasn't holding out hope that it would be you know beloved right because i know that's like not our kids um they just don't love movies as they're go they're getting there but it's not well they have a hard time i mean it's a completely different it's a completely different way of like taking in you know any kind of entertainment because these kids can watch they watch movies all the time josh they watch they watch scooby-doo movies like that's true two, two a weekend probably you're right they don't but they don't like blockbusters 
No, because most kids' movies are a little too scary for them because mm-hmm. they're Pixar or um, DreamWorks. DreamWorks. All, I mean, even all the yeah, all those animated movies because they're trying to replicate that blockbuster energy. Yeah. So there is immediately like Explosions spectacle and, explosion. Yeah, I think that it's just too loud, too jarring. Great example was that we thought they would be so excited to see the Bad Guys movie. Um, because Wu loves those books, but they had absolutely no interest in seeing it. Yep. In fact, refused to, I think it like came out around Wu's birthday. Um, yeah, so, and still did not want to see it. There was a possibility of like going to see it for, yeah, for his birthday. The original release date was like his birthday week or something. Yeah. Anyway. Well, um, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, I wouldn't say it was a complete failure, but it was not a success. Uh, it was not. We did get through the movie, yeah. at least. So in that way, um, it was a success. But um, all was going fairly well. Wu, you know, at certain parts where it gets a little slow, he was like, is this almost over? Uh, yeah. But um, there was a certain point with the Wicked Witch where she's like, you know, putting a spell on Dorothy through the crystal crystal ball and woo oh no 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 I'm sorry that's not what happened um it was when Dorothy was like locked in the wicked witch's um tower yes and she's crying for Auntie M and she wants to go home so woo just bursts into tears yep and it's deep it's like a deep sadness and and it and like he had never thought about this as a possibility before. Like right. someone could lock you away and you couldn't get back to your family. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. Right. That's the one. That's the yeah. <laughs> and he was wailing, mm-hmm. and um, it was, I thought, just like a testament to how good Judy Garland is in that, in that movie. Like she is, she's really going for it in a way that you know, obviously makes it a classic film, but she didn't have to be, she didn't have to be that good for that movie. You know, like everybody else, everybody else was like kind of, you're, it's silly. It's melodramatic. It's just silliness. But she like brings a depth to it that I get why he was crying. It's very sad. She's very much like crying for, you know, her mom figure. She's a very serious person. Yeah, she's really serious. And then, so then he, he calmed down and we kept going and, you know, they kill the Wicked Witch. They try to get back with the wizard. He's a total bust. And then Glinda, like a psycho, is like, you had the answer all along on your feet. Time to go home. And she's saying goodbye. Dorothy's saying goodbye to the Tin Man. And the Tin Man says, now I know I have a heart because it's breaking. And that's very very much like boo parlance you yes, know boo, he loves that Boo talks about a heart a lot and uh, i look over at him and he his eyes are filled to the brim with tears yeah like a cartoon character <laughs> quivering lip and pools of water that are like wavy <laughs> like the... <laughs> halfway up his eyeballs <laughs> he didn't stop crying for an hour yeah that's it was right. i had to hold i had basically had to rock him to sleep mm-hmm he cried deeply. He sobbed 
for about an hour. And we explained like the film school version of Wizard of Oz at the end of it, just to try to get him to understand that this was a dream and that she was with her friends always, Mm -hmm. that the Tin Man and the Lion and Scarecrow were the farm hands. Yeah. And we were talking about how we didn't know that as kids, you know, it's like, I don't know. Um, It was just, we were just trying anything to get him to... Yeah, like, just take a breath, and um, he didn't. He didn't. the The fireworks went off. Um, no one cared, and um, he cried himself to sleep. Mm-hmm. Now, the the other thing I'll say about this is that a few days later, I brought up Wizard of Oz. I brought up I brought up um, one of the songs, and I was like, you know, we can listen to the soundtrack of Wizard of Oz. And they were like, yeah. So we listened to it in the car and then we listened to it at home. They were psyched. They wanted to hear the munchkins. They wanted to hear the, you know, a lot of it's just the orchestra. Right. So they do like that. They love that. So, um, yeah, that was, that was a bright spot. There. See, that's why when you said you didn't think it was a success, I was surprised because I do think. Oh, I felt, I feel like shit. Like they, they sobbed. I mean, I guess. I mean, psychic like scarring is real. It's in there. <sighs> you can't see it, but we know it's there. <laughs> But the fact that two days later they were still thinking about it, yeah, and, and it hadn't left their psyches. But then, they, but that part of that was also because um, Boo at breakfast, like two days later, brought up the Wicked Witch, and I think it was later that day that you guys had the soundtrack moment. Mm-hmm. You told me about that, and that was a really funny. I mean, it was it's just funny how that pattern like this developmental pattern holds true. They will always mm-hmm. wait and reveal their inner thoughts much later mm-hmm. than the moment. And that old chestnut of, you know, kids being tougher than you think or whatever, why it's so obviously bullshit is exactly examples like this. We are just like, you've just been mulling this over and, kind of processing it in your yeah. own way and it's just kind of you know you're just testing it now like you're just kind of sprinkling it into your play and yes. conversation there's been a lot of stealing of broomsticks yes in the play I've, I've overheard yes these sticks aren't spears dad these are two broomsticks yeah <laughs> and uh and then woo the other day was like I wonder what would happen if they had fo- if she had followed the red brick road. And I was like, you should rate that. You should Whoa. rate that story, woo. So yeah, exactly. Like processing it and just, you know, th- that grabbed him at the time. But like, you know, he's just too, They, I mean, they were into it. That's so interesting. Like he recognized that that spiral starting point has a mirror another, image. Yeah. And another path. Yeah. That's deep, man. Ooh. Proud of, proud of those kids. I mean, I can't I can't say that, you know, when when Wu was crying in response to Judy Garland, I was like, yeah, you get it. Like, she's good. You get it. You're getting what she's putting down. And yeah. it's sad. Like, so in that way, I'm like, at least you're having the right emotional response to this where I feel like, you know, I didn't, I, maybe I, I don't know when I first watched it, but I can tell you this. Mm-hmm. This was the first time I was watching it since last, I, I mean, since I have no idea when, but in November of last year, I wa- I listened to a podcast recommended to me by Aunt Monica, first guest of the pod. Um, and that podcast is called Morbid. And they did an episode, it's episode 281 
called Dark Secrets Behind the Wizard of Oz. Um, and they did a special. This isn't like what they usually do on that podcast. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like murder stuff um, or like myster- mysterious murder stuff. Um, not just regular murder stuff. Not just regular mysterious murder stuff. <laughs> and uh, they did a Thanksgiving special for Wizard of Oz. And it. I, I highly recommend listening to this. It talks about um, all of the terrible things those actors went through. The poor uh wicked witch i mean these people were tortured they the makeup the costumes the the director the abuse i mean it and then to see it and i'm like watching all these scenes that they talk about where i know all these injuries happened right you're like that's Um, where that that went down yeah yeah um that was really powerful because you just know it's like it's it was just wild to like watch the product of it to see um first of all holding up isn't even that doesn't even cover it this movie is just beautiful like it's yeah it's so rad makes you wish more things were just done on stages i know <laughs> with background painting except i did watch the lost city recently oh yeah and that was definitely done on a stage with painted backgrounds <laughs> With digitally painted backgrounds. Or no, actually, I heard they they filmed some of the the jungle stuff in like the, the Dominican Republic. Um, they did it in that weird like vacant lot that's a like in Hollywood that's yeah. across from like, the Capitol building. This is some real locals only shit. Uh, but there is like this one block that's just like jungle set. Yeah. Probably from from music videos from the eighties and nineties. I'm sure like that's right. why it was preserved, and. It's a one block area, and I bet you they shot stuff in there. I know it looks. It like looks that. like that. It was bad. I can't. I am amazed. There's so much about this about the Wizard of Oz where, like, I realized I'd only, I'm probably only intentionally watched it front to back a handful of times, but then it would be on TV as like a television event enough times, right? Yeah, that you, and obviously just the osmosis of popular culture. You you know absorb mm-hmm. the scenes but it was my first time for sure watching it as an as an adult mm. and kind of just putting the whole story together in a way that i was just like that if you had asked me to write down what happens in the wizard of oz i w- i think i would have gotten 72 percent mm. you know and there's just full scenes and 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 i think some of the order of stuff that was kind of out of out of place but meanwhile my six-year-old is sitting there talking already like working on his own version of wicked and i'm just (laughs) sitting there watching it like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just remember the black and white part in my head Uh being so long and boring and oh yeah really not (laughs) turned out to be 90 minutes in my head this is like mary poppins long yeah this movie's a, a tight 90 minutes and i think that is one of the reasons why it is why it lasts there's so much more magic in it than i also thought i think there's a lot more um there's a lot more world building that doesn't get talked about beyond the main characters and i think what i'm specifically thinking about is the is the apple throwing trees that that doesn't get talked about doesn't get talked about doesn't get its due in the same way that the tin man does that's Uh, cool all right yeah it is cool i think it does get talked about it does? I think so. Yeah. I'm saying it's That's like, like so. an iconic. 
It's not the poppies. The poppies get the get all. I, the I don't know. I think maybe the trees. That part really scarred me as a kid. I remember it being way scarier. Yeah, because it's quite silly, right? Yeah, but they do. They look. I mean, they look great. Feels great. It was. It was really fun to watch it. And, and I mean, that witch is terrifying. Um, I really enjoy how we have spent uh, thirty minutes talking about one of the most talked about <laughs> most talked about movies of all cinema history just so we can then talk about moonstalker from 1989 that literally no one has seen and is not on rotten tomatoes <laughs> it's like pretty we didn't plan that we did not plan um, yeah that was not the filler <laughs> that we planned we just we knew that cinema would provide you know mm. did we did we well it was it was a joy to watch both movies and no spoilers here about our ratings, but um, it was cool to watch them both kind of back to back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, Did we watch it the same night? Yeah. Wow. We're so cool. Can you imagine that two feature films in one night? <laughs> I haven't done that in years. A uh, quick interview with a vampire. Ooh. Interview with a vampire. To bring it back to the darkness that is Mummy and Daddy, mm. have you ever done the dark side of the rainbow? Oh, I certainly tried. You failed? Yeah. Oh. I failed. We tried, um, it would have been about this time of year, mm. because I remember we were at Lake Sunapee, New Hampshire, where my... My dad is there right now in the very same cabin. Your brother got married there My on My brother this got married day. this very day we're recording. That's Seven crazy. Seven years ago. I, and once, and I, we you know whenever we found out about that, when we were like 11, 12, but yeah. maybe, yeah, somewhere between the ages of 11 and 14, somebody had dark side of the moon. And we had heard about that from like the stoner camp counselors at our summer camp or sure. something and bringing it back to camp counselors like that josh you know shout out I had to. and um we we tried we tried to cue it up and it there seemed to be some uh what's the word i'm looking for when there's conflict <laughs> some there seems to be a little kind of conflicting opinions about when you you're supposed to hit play uh, on dark side yeah. of the moon is yeah, it the yeah. first you know is it the second lion roar mm -hmm. or whatever but we and then we we watched it you know we we did it and i think that but it was like it was just one of those things where like oh this isn't quite working tried it again with other friends completely sober by the way both these times that oh yeah style so of the times right. yeah, yeah, yeah. and um Tried it again several years later in high school, and it worked much better. I think I appreciated some more of it, but it did all. It always felt a little bit like this has to be off because this is not as spectacular as what everyone says. Did you have mm. you did have you done it? Yes, did it in high school. It and? was cool, really cool. I remember being like, oh, also because I I hadn't really listened to that album very much, so I I think the music in general was probably like, oh, right, this is cool. Um, but then, uh, the CD disc changer changed and yes. my, we were watching at my friend Deb's house and, uh, 
a compilation of Love and Spoonful came on. <laughs> and guess what, you guys? Okay. This is some this is a real hot tip here. But if you're gonna do Dark Side of the Rainbow, do it with a three disc changer. And the next disc put in Love and Spoonful. And guess what? It works. <laughs> It will blow your mind because do you believe in magic comes on right when she's throwing the flames? It's bananas. And then somewhere in the city Uh comes on right when they go to the Emerald City. Wow. So you have to listen to Dark Side first. And that's got to be lined up just right. And you have to have a... Craig brand three disc an RCA what are we talking yeah. here yeah, yeah. three disc changer so it needs to have a mechanism that goes let's call it nine seconds you got to yeah. make sure don't do it too quick and not too slowly either right I'll, um, and I'll have to figure I'll ask Deb what the compilation was she she probably remembers she probably wrote the it very down. best of the love and spoonful mm-hmm. uh, a heaping spoonful <laughs> of the love and spoonful Dark Side of the Spoonful. Dark Side of the Spoon. That was a ministry oh album. Oh um, <laughs> I wonder if that one works. I yeah. There's. Oh I, I would. I would try that again. You know what I would like with any of these things? I want to just go to a screening. I want a professional to sync it up how it's supposed to be. I don't need the complications. See, this is where Cine Family would have been great. The best. I'm well, sure they did it. Well, there is a new thing there. We need to go investigate and see if they're doing any synced up features. I do remember. Uh, Uncle Marty t- telling me once about a a uh, video that a friend of his had that was the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer claymation mm. Christmas special mm-hmm. with the audio, the soundtrack from Blue Velvet synced to it. Oh my and God. And that works for however long that is. Wow. And I'm like, where is that? <laughs> How has that not made it onto YouTube? Yeah. But also like, what weird flea market find is that? That's like a, like a table with like... Who discovered that? That's what that's I want to like know. psycho. Okay. I think it's a different time when you are just like, yeah, like you're buying bootlegs that are just like, you know, it's a VHS tape with a yeah. handwritten label on it yeah. kind of thing. That's true. Creepazoid stuff. Oh my God. Let's talk about a creepazoid. Yeah. I think we're ready. There's a bad moon rising and it just got worse, <laughs> says the poster. All right. Well, as I said, this movie is not even on Rotten Tomatoes, but luckily for us, it was on the internet movie database. Ooh, hanging by a thread. And I found it on... I The reason I even found this movie was I looked up like best um horror movies about camping and it was like number four that so is... we made it onto a list but yet not onto rotten to not even worthy of a moldy rotten tomato this is a hollywood failure not this movie the fact that there yes. aren't more camping based horror movies well, to buoy mm, a list writing a well, that you got to write even this. It's a this is more than one person. You got to write several more well, to really pad this thing out. Yeah, because it really stink to come in at number five on this list. You want to be, <laughs> you know, you got to respect the Moonstalker. That um, you do, or as the back of the DVD says, "Campfire stories can be deadly." 
no um well here's what the recap the only one we have that is not by anyone at all a family of tourists vacationing in the woods and a group of camp counselors training in the same forest both find themselves being terrorized by a vicious unhinged psycho yeah okay sure but don't worry guys since we know that no one has watched this movie, we're going to take you through it. Yeah. We're going to take you through it because there's not a ton of uh, actual parenting in the movie. We chose this movie because we had just gone camping. That's right. And we wanted to do... we Camping is such a big part of summer for us and for so many people. That we thought, why yeah. not do a summer-themed movie? And then when the movie started, we realized it wasn't set in the summer. It's set in the the winter. Yeah. In or like at the least like late... Early, early spring, maybe, yeah. in the high Sierras. Yeah. Like, there's snow on the ground in almost every shot. Mm-hmm. But it tracked with our experience in Big Bear over the long weekend because... It was much chillier than we thought it was, it was going to be or how it usually is. Um, it's usually pretty hot. Yeah. It's summertime there, too. Maybe it's 10 degrees cooler than it is in L.A., but there happened to be a cold front moving in. And so it was cold all the way around. It was in the mm-hmm. 40s overnight. So, you know, it was we, we really did resonate with this. This is alive, huh, kids? I'm cold. My fingers are numb. I think it's frostbite. They said on TV it's 75 degrees in Los Angeles. We could be there by tomorrow night. And that could have been us. We didn't feel so cold that we wanted to leave. I've definitely no, it been there. pleasant as hell. That Yeah, it was very pleasant. But it was just, it felt more like a Labor Day camping trip. Yes. Um, so <laughs> the people you just heard in that clip are the family of tourists vacationing in the woods. I don't recall if they had names. I mean, they did. They did have names. There was, uh, there were names. There was dad and mom. And <laughs> no, the rest. it was like Pop and, and well, Marcy Pop is... or something. The thing is, only two people have, no, three. Three people have actual pictures on IMDb. Mm. That's what we're dealing with here. So, anyway, there were names um, of the family. And this, okay, so the structure of this movie was, the was amazing ready for a six-part podcast (laughs) (laughs) oh my god the moonstalker series yeah this is your you must remember this (laughs) deep dive (laughs) into just the structure of moonstalker i i actually really enjoyed it so much um that way more than i thought oh yeah so um I enjoyed the structure specifically because basically this family is camping and it's a very typical family. Can I actually stop you one one right there? (laughs) Because there has already been a murder. We've already seen a group of like partying teens. Oh yeah, in the title, like in the title sequence. Yeah, sort of like cold open of this movie. Yeah, they're just they're just teenagers partying at a bonfire. Yep. And they a couple goes into an RV that they think is abandoned to have sex. Why would you go and do an abandoned RV? I mean, 
this movie looks like it was filmed in the 70s and you yes. can maybe imagine that happening but this is 1989 and i guess that stuff still happened but 1989 i mean it is the by the time we're here what came out in 1989 like indiana jones and the last crusade <laughs> do yeah. the right thing that's what that's what movies look like at that point right and this looks yeah it really does look like it's some early 70s mm-hmm. business yeah so there is yeah there's a murder so, you know these the the couple gets killed does like a does a limb fall out of the uh rv or something well, let's say that's happens yeah yes. something gruesome um and so now cut to this family on their terrible camping trip in their rv their nice new rv and the dad is an uncle eddie type um and the mom is whatever the aunt is and that's so funny i thought of him as clark griswold type i thought the dad i thought they were the griswolds they're supposed to be the griswolds i guess you're right but he was he's definitely more of like a bumpkin yeah so he so yeah they're super like traditional family the teenage the teenagers don't want to be there and then um this man pulls up to the campsite Mm -hmm. towing his own camper yep and it's all beat up and he has like rotten out teeth it's really he's really quite he's creepy looking yeah and like a person who's clearly like living out of there right it felt like his car was full of shit and yeah and he's like this is my spot like get out get out of my spot kind of thing Mm -hmm. and our clark griswold character is like no we got here you know we found the spot and there's a spot right over there you can take it yeah he was hoping he could talk pop as we come to know oh yeah pop out of staying in the campground at all he wanted him to not come in he's like Mm -hmm. wait we came up here at this shitty time of year to have this campground all to ourselves can you please leave i pass other campgrounds on the way which is like a crazy a crazy request yeah even as a dad trying to like make your family love camping right kind of move and this the the pop completely turn turns around and is like okay actually i will just go over there it's fine like they they get they get to be friends very quickly they work it out they work it out so much so that pop comes over to the campfire that night and the whole thing their dinner the kids the inside of the apparently nice rv it all looks fucking terrible and I just wonder if this is what camping used to be like. Yeah, yeah. No, the inside, the inside of the Griswold's RV looks like the inside of any of like a suburban house in like Rancho Cucamonga. At the same time, there's like a mirror that has like that sort of like stained glass around the yeah. edge of it. There's like almost the kind of 80s equivalent or 70s equivalent really of a of like a train car from or like a captain's quarters on a pirate ship kind of thing where you're like oh you you brought your whole like have your library in here and there's like wooden shelves inside yeah but it also just looked like trash like it didn't look new and gleaming it just looked yeah 
So Pop is with them at the campfire that night, and he's being kind of creepy, but he's a sweet old man. He's talking about his kid who I guess was like in a hospital, and then they had to then the, the mom passed away. He's being kind of vague, but he's like sharpening an axe on a rock the whole time. And then he gets a he they're they're talking about their RV and they mention that they have a microwave. Um, it's not how you sharpen an axe, by the way. It's not. And uh, anyway, things go a little bit south with Pop. He gets a little creepy and everybody gets weirded out. Mm-hmm. And so everybody goes back to their own campsites. That's right. They leave him with some extra chocolate cake. They baked a chocolate yes. cake in their in their camper. Yes. They share some with them. So the family, you know, goes to bed. The teenage girl sneaks out to go smoke a cigarette and listen to music and drink a beer by the river like you do in like three feet of snow. That whole part, Josh and I could not stop commenting on because <laughs> everybody's underdressed. It looks so fucking cold. Um, Especially knowing where they are. Yeah. Like they are in the West. They are. I think I saw that this, I think in the credits it said it was shot in Nevada, in mm-hmm. entirely Nevada, which does mean we are talking about the high Sierras. We're talking about like Lake Tahoe area yeah. where- they shot this. So it's so that dry, cold. crisp, cold. And that, you know, that snow is at elevation. Yeah. Lake Tahoe is an alpine lake. Like it is not, yeah. it, this is, it is not warm, even if it is yeah. April. Well, Pop brings the chocolate cake back to his camper. And in his camper is his son that he mentioned who he like got out of the hospital. That's right. Which it, we find it's out is implied like, that he's dead. But he's not. He's not dead. He's like tied up in a straight jacket and a hood. And he's on it. He's chained up. And the, the dad's feeding him the cake through like this little hole in the hood. And he's like, if if we had that microwave, imagine the things we could cook. Would you like to hear what he says? Oh, yes. We could have chocolate cake all the time, boy. If we had a new microwave oven like the nice folk in the next camp got yeah, they got all kinds of things over there, boy. They got a microwave oven, an ice box full of food, a color TV. You could watch cartoons all day long if you had a color TV. Incorrect, first of all. You, at that time, you couldn't determine that there'd be cartoons on all day long. They're only on Wait for a, a couple minute. hours in the morning. When this was this bullshit. movie made? Um, <laughs> it was actually made in 2019. <laughs> um, so, all right. At this point in the movie, I am like, I'm almost, we're almost bailing on it. Like, I felt like this is so bad. Like this, this, like what, what's going to happen here? Like, and yeah. How- and there was something about the Griswoldiness of the family that I'm still kind of like intrigued by, but you're going like, how does this last? Because the dynamic was also that like the Clark Griswold is going to send his son, Rusty, uh, (laughs) to, to go fishing with pop by himself in the morning. Yeah. And the, the mom is like, why don't you go take it fishing? He's your son. So it was set up in the beginning that this is like a hapless father figure yeah nobody in the family wanted to be there no it's not like anybody had yeah. like any kind of secret outdoors or martial arts skills or something yeah. else where they're gonna fend off a a slasher 
Right. Um, because Pop sends Bernie, like, frees him, gives him the axe and says, go kill them for the microwave and the color TV. And he does. Man. He kills the whole family, which was um, completely off camera, pretty much. Yes. There's like a chase because he finds the girl down by the river. But. Yeah, he doesn't get her till later. He doesn't get her till later. So then. I think. Yeah, we see Pop has a heart attack. Yeah, we just see him drop dead. Yeah, we Pop see, just And he falls with dead. the microwave in his hands. Yeah. So he's dead at the other RV. Yeah. And then, because as you know from our plot synopsis here, there's a group of camp counselors training in the same forest. I kind of thought that that was the people up top. Yeah. Because I didn't really... I didn't quite. I hadn't quite grasped the structure of this movie. You mean like the from the beginning of the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, <laughs> so now um, we're with these camp counselors, and the I don't I don't I don't think we need to get into too much de- detail here, but the the brilliant part about it in the context of this movie is that. Bernie, who's the, the the killer, Bernie like kills one of the camp counselors on their way to the camp to register. So yeah, they're, they're waiting for counselors to register for this adventure camp, and wilderness camp. Wilderness camp, of course. We heard at the top of the show. Hey, anybody home? Anybody know where the wilderness camp is? That, that's the guy. That's, that's the, the guy. guy. So Bernie kills him takes his clothes and he's dressed as like kind of like a cowboy this is a cool cowboy he's got a like a big old stetson hat on and mirrored aviators and it's the middle of the night like it is mm-hmm. pitch black mountain roads there's no signage or lighting anywhere yeah and he pulls up in his jeep to the campsite with the rvs thinking he's found the place where he's supposed to meet up with the counselors from the wilderness camp mm-hmm to uh to bring him to check him in and then bring him down the dirt road Mm -hmm. that's unmarked it's very i mean already convoluted where it's like okay you're gonna come meet us here to check in we're just two guys sitting on the back of a truck yeah you're gonna check in with us and then you're gonna turn back around and go four miles away they say down this dirt road and that's where the camp is so after you've checked in here turn around go back go around you'll be there and then anyway so so bernie is posing as this camp camp counselor and uh he never says a word he just is like kind of he's like pretending he's like some kind of badass and yep they just point him to the camp so now the killer is en route <laughs> to the camp because they're like hey you jerk off like why are you being such a jerk that's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like the attitude of the two guys checking in the camp counselors are, and they're like i are... guess you're trying to you're jake who we're waiting for you might as well go head back to the camp it's that way so they just turned around <laughs> turns around they're like oh what a jerk yeah and then and then they kind of leave it they leave it and a girl shows up and they flirt with her and and then we go to the actual camp mm-hmm. and it's a lot of teenage or college age kids really like flirting with each other and yeah major porky's vibes already yeah like but for a slasher movie it was not gratuitous it was like a lot no. of fully excited and consenting women like there was a vibe of like the 
girls almost always initiated everything. That's true. Which I felt I thought was like weirdly progressive, um, even for eighty nine. Yeah. But thinking of this as a seventies movie. <laughs> yeah. But you know, there was <laughs> as it's pretty progressive as a seventies movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there were there was no like rapey vibes. There weren't um like the girls yeah, no sneaking into tents there weren't even like the porkies like peephole thing it wasn't yeah, even like yeah. who's watching me right now there wasn't even much no. of that energy to it no it was like a really like um everybody's just excited to have sex yeah and uh in like a very consensual and like in this um, cold, cold wet campground <laughs> which is like such old a ass army tents such a nightmare and there's like all these shower there's a lot of stuff that happens in like the shower tent that somehow has like hot water i mean yeah they probably had a big old they might have who knows who knows who knows but so basically the the killer starts like killing off people at this wilderness camp which we find out is kind of like a mlm it's like there's some leader of this camp that's like we got to make our quota of like campers so we got yeah. we got to get a little inside baseball on how <laughs> so on running a camp where it is like if we don't get these these campers these counselors there are no campers yet right 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 these counselors who have paid to get this certificate mm-hmm. of for wilderness exploration camp so that they can get the top counselor jobs in the region uh th- if they do that they've already paid their fee but then they have some no-shows so then it's like we need everybody here we can't we can't have anybody dropping off yeah so there's this whole setup with that and the you know bernie um starts killing off camp campers one or sorry counselors one by one and in a way where y- like they they aren't found for a while. That's right. Which, which I thought was actually pretty tricky in the small camp. So I was like, wow, this Michael O'Rourke, our uh, writer and director, like he definitely had like he put a lot of thought into this. Like it, it's not as bad as I yeah. Think... I mean, he wanted to make several movies out of this. Oh yeah, you could tell he wanted Bernie to be. Leatherface. Mike Myers, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I certainly wanted to be Michael Myers because the from the score alone, you could tell he wanted yeah. to be Michael Myers. And Unfortunately, because the score really, parts of the score were really strange and awesome. And then most of it was just highly derivative. But yeah. what's really, can I, can I do a score sidebar real quick? Mm, is that all right? Sure. The composer of this film is weirdly deep in the canon of mxd oh my gosh yeah we have seen several of his films um the name caught my eye in the opening credits because the name be douglas pipes (laughs) 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 he's a real person and what's really crazy is that he's had he's like come on more recently in this century okay his uh some of his films that we have seen are Krampus. Oh. And Trick or Treat. Oh. Um and he also did the film Monster House, the animated movie. Huh. He did but like this is, you know, he did Moonstalker first feature and then wow. a couple of their independents and then he his first feature after that was 2006 with Monster House and then it was that Trick or Treat. And he's doing, uh, he did that movie, The Babysitter on Netflix. He's done hmm. uh, a bunch of other stuff. But like, 
I mean, not like so many that my guy is really uh, rolling in it, but good for you, Douglas Pipes. Yeah, Dougie Pipes. You're making a name for yourself. He goes by Douglas. He does. Douglas Pipes, legend, uh, Hall of Fame, MXD Hall of Fame. He's in the (laughs) MXD Hall of Fame. I'm going to write him down for the show notes here. Please do. Um, (laughs) So, all right. So we're at camp and... uh, the can the counselors are dying. the The head of the wilderness camp, um, LTD, is LLC LTD. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but it's hard w- to say. Yeah, whatever business. Know, all the insides. Right. He <laughs> he's like he could have been played by Will Arnett. He's oh yeah he had he had major, um matt dylan's brother Mm. vibes from uh entourage yeah that's true too he was that one called what's his name who can say douglas 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 mcdillon (laughs) oh my god okay so (laughs) kevin dylan kevin dylan so and then he has this uh assistant and she very quickly you know, says something very dominatrixy to him, like "Come back, or I'll make you pay," or something like that. Yeah. Like when he leaves to go train the, the count, they have like a meeting that they all need to be at. So she, she is left alone in the tent, and she is like a female bodybuilder. Legit. She without she question, strips, she's posing. She strips down to like this leopard print, um underwear but like also kind of like cosplay she starts putting on like the grease paint paint. yeah like it's like the predator (laughs) keep in mind predator came out several years before this so it could have been influenced by it i think then also puts on like a you know like bandolier of bullets yeah there's a whole get up yes and she has like a whip yeah and then she's playing this crazy, crazy music loud in the tent. And so yeah. like he hears it and he's like, oh, it's time to like go play. Right. And he comes back. He makes some excuse with the counselors after he's like threatened them. It's so weird. So, oh, so weird. It's insane. It's insane. And then he comes back and um, of course she's she's been dead and her, you know, her legs have been cut off. And, you know, because that's that's the whole thing with this guy. As we learn now deep into act two part two what the backstory of bernie is around the campfire that's right our doofus um counselor who is like you know one of our main characters now he tells the whole story of bernie for no good reason at this juncture in the movie we hear everything about how the his he grew up in this log cat what well there's word that there have been bodies found at a campsite nearby Oh, somebody's scared about it or something. And then every, yeah, somebody's scared about it or something. And it's treated weirdly like how you just said it just yeah. then. It's <laughs> just yeah. like, oh, I'm sorry. What? They're what, four miles away in this right, abandoned right. wilderness where we're the only other place nearby. And this famous serial killer who used to live in a cabin just up this path right here in our campsite, like right, was right. never found. There. <laughs> 
they found because the police, the local police are now investigating the deaths at the RV is what you're saying. Right. That one, not the bonfire. That's correct. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it was the bonfire is what that could have been the inciting incident there. It's not clear at this point because they don't then flash back to the RVs just yet. That comes way later. That's true. The We don't even know the local police are on the trail yet. OK, yep. so so we, t- we get the whole the whole backstory of Bernie, which is that the city tried to take the house from Pops and the mom that they were living on this land in their log cabin. And the city tried to take the house because they wanted to build a road and and open it up as a wilderness area for yeah. camping and recreation. Yeah. Which and they did successfully. And so the mom dies somehow. I forget how the mom dies. She dies with like a broken heart or something. Yeah. Um, and oh no, there was a fight. There was a gunfight to get them out of the house, and she was killed in the fight. And then Bernie goes crazy and has goes on a killing spree and he's chopped up all the limbs of these campers. Right. Because he's so pissed about his Them mom. killing his mom. And so then he um the police try to stop him and he bites the finger off of the police chief. That's right. And he gets put in the ho- mental hospital and then his dad gets him out somehow. That's his story. That's his yep. origin story. We hear it all. So. <laughs> and the sort of ghost story aspect of it, which is not treated like a ghost story. It is treated much like you just heard now as a throwaway like, yeah, and then he was, uh, his dad busted him out and uh, they never found him. So anyway, no, they, I'm going to go they, like. Check. They don't know that the dad busted him out. They're or whatever. Like, he's, he's locked away. He's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. But it's still treated as a very blase thing. And they don't no No talk of copycat killers. Again, this is 1989. <laughs> They know all this stuff. Everybody knows all this business now. This is not, they should be more prepared. Yeah. Okay. So believe it or not, my friends, this is now, we are now 20 minutes from the end of this movie. We're fully in act three now. Okay. This is where we're at. When the cops start investigating the murders at the RV and we are introduced to three new characters, okay? One. Two sheriff's deputies are, are on the scene. <laughs> Two sheriff's deputies are on the scene. And one of them is played by an 11-year-old <laughs> who, only, who we will refer to as the child cop. The child cop. It is either a child or it's like a tiny Amy Sedaris <laughs> or like the small man from Twin Peaks from the Red Room. Right, like they're he's in like he's in like an oversized adult size cop costume. Like they couldn't even get one to fit him. Like it looks like a or child. her or her. I don't know who could say. Yeah, it, it is a very you literally can't tell because you don't. I can't even see who's who on IMDb. There's no pictures of anybody, and there's no and they don't actual... have names. It's not like, oh hey, what's up, Officer, Officer Blakely? There's none of that. It's just like, hey, you're here finally, and then. And so anyway, they're they're looking at bodies and the child cop is like not prepared for this. <laughs> they're only a child. It's probably their, you know, probably like a ride along. It's probably a bring they your said, daughter to work day kind of thing. They said, I'll just say they, they said, it's my first murder case. Like this yes. is my, like this is the first, my first murder case. And they're like, oh, okay, well, 
you know. Yeah. Like, it's all right. Like, we'll take it Let's step take by it step. And so then in a, in a absolute uh, panic and it very drives very fast up to the scene in a beat up car, clearly intoxicated. Mm-hmm. It's and like Ken over- Marino from Wet Hot American <laughs> Song. <laughs> is, is a, a, de- a detective of some kind. And yeah. they're, they're like, they're like, you shouldn't be here. And he's like, I have to be here. And then you see his, Finger, finger is missing yes. and it's the guy <laughs> and so yeah he's yeah he's like, he's like this like, hard-boiled you know city detective it's who's like columbo, columbo yeah pulls yeah they're like uh was it bullock or whatever from uh like the batman the animated series like there's sort of the you know there's like the tough like yeah drunk cop who it is yeah. like probably disgraced may even lost his badge yeah but, but it's like i've got to be here and You're nobody tell me everything and nobody, nobody else has knows. the balls to tell him no that's right turns out his name is taylor shout out to the back of the limited uh the on-demand uh or run of blu-rays that were produced for the movie moonstalker okay, so officer taylor yeah. or, no, no or just sh- taylor sh- sheriff taylor. Uh, oh, just, taylor. just says when an old cop taylor shows up <laughs> <laughs> so this is great. I didn't need to like lay this out to give. So for those of you not familiar with the three act structure of making films, you may be familiar with the not three paragraph structure of synopses on the backs of DVDs. Cause this uh, Moonstalker has a three paragraph structure. The third paragraph says, meanwhile, the police are trying to piece together what happened to the Taurus family when an old cop Taylor shows up. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So we now we know that the cops are on the case of all ages, of all backgrounds. And mean, meanwhile, um, Bernie has been killing off all our friends, all our counselors. The, they're all dead. I mean, most of them besides like I, I can only describe as like the, the Michael J. Fox of, of the counselors. He's like kind of... Um, Hmm. feminine looking and short but he's cute and you're supposed to think he's hot right oh sweet oh you didn't think he was hot i thought yeah he seemed like a classic fox to me uh, michael j michael j <laughs> hey 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 well he he was also very like soft-spoken and yeah he's like very feminine i don't know he's i guess he's supposed to be like non-threatening or something but yeah then he when he takes his shirt off he's built you yeah. know but he's very tiny yeah Not, he's no, very tiny no it's child really cop, but they pair him with the hot girl who's very tall um, and looks like our old neighbor, Haley, which was also really confusing for me. Oh, funny. I could see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out Haley. Haley. We miss you so much. If your mom ever did one movie, it could have been <laughs> Moonstalker. Moonstalker. So they, they have, um, they've gone off together, Michael J. Fox and Haley, and they are at the log cabin because they like fell in the river and they're afraid they're going to get hypothermia. And so they go to Bernie's cabin to warm up and they're about to do it. But Haley stumbles into a room that's basically like a torture chamber. And um, she gets really freaked out. And that's when, um, you know, Bernie comes and kills Michael J. Fox very quickly. I mean, we're talking, guys, there's like 10 minutes left in this movie. Yeah. So he kills Michael J. Fox guy. And Haley 
This guy is supposed to be like our hero. He's one of the two guys yeah, like, and he has checking the most in camp like, counselors. Just unceremonious death. Just yeah. like axe to the back. Like nothing. He just gets killed. Uh-huh. And um, oh, I'm sorry. This is, I skipped one thing that's super important. Oh, okay. The swing, right? The swing has already been revealed. Uh, no, 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 because no, that's when the detective no, no. finds it. This detective is all happening now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. So we're at the log cabin. Michael J. Fox gets killed. Haley gets so... She blocks herself into the torture chamber or something, of course. So she she's like has a door between her and the killer. And meanwhile, Taylor, our cop, yes. has figured out what's going on. He's figured out that Bernie's loose. It's got to be Bernie. He's back. Yeah, he's seen the pile of limbs at the RVs. He knows. He knows. Yeah, yeah. So he goes to the campsite of the wilderness camp, and he sees a scene of um, kids at a bonfire on a swing singing. Um, yeah, like uh, singing Kumbaya or something. Yeah. And he goes to investigate, and oh my God, it's not... A swing full of alive people. It's a swing full of limbs. Yeah. And dead bodies propped up to look like, I mean, it's seriously like Home Alone style having a party. Yes. Yes. It's a Michael Jordan standee of human limbs. You guys. (laughs) And then, and then he gets killed too, the detective. Well, oh, he's trying, he's trying to save this girl who's like being hung. Yes. And, um. And he's trying to save In classic her. Bernie fashion, he hangs one on a super high tree. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to help get her down. And meanwhile, Bernie impales him uh, with like a spear, <laughs> yeah. like a javelin, gets it right through the chest. Well, the side, I think. And, but so. Left for dead. He's left for dead. Okay. Wink, wink. Left for dead. So then that's when, that's when Bernie goes to the cabin and um kills michael j fox and then but the cops are like on the scene now yeah so because they must have followed taylor back so um, they believed him yeah and what does Haley find what weapon does she find like a gun or something i don't know she finds a weapon in the torture room and there's you know somebody attacking from the outside of the door so she kills that person and it's not bernie it's the child cop. That's right. <laughs> Haley, Haley accidentally kills his a child. child cop. <laughs> Just trying to be with their father on the one day where it's a ride your, along. Take your child to work day. That's it. Oh my God. So that was a kicker. And then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Keep in mind, this cabin is also like up a dark trail. Like a hike away from the campsite. Oh, yeah. There's like a river in between yeah. that they fell. Okay, so. Child cop was on their own trip. Mm-hmm. And I believe at that point it cuts to the next morning. Yeah. Because Haley has survived. She's a mess. She's she's like, unfortunately, going to be oh, like yeah. wrecked from this. Yeah. A true, like, gibbering mess. She's in an ambulance. She's in an ambulance. And she's... Oh, she's freaking out. That's right. She's freaking out because she's in, she's in the ambulance. And then Taylor, the cop, has survived, even though he got a javelin through the, the side. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there one, one other survivor? They're both in the ambulance together. Yeah. I think... 
I think that's it. Or was the nerd, um, was the nerd counselor? Did he no, survive? He, he guy dies he too. Died. They all die. They all die. That's it. Except, it's just them. Except Haley and Taylor. Yeah. Okay. So the they they have a very long conversation. The one of the police officers and the ambulance driver. Yeah, yeah. About at what like happened. A, at like a checkpoint. <laughs> they break it down. And then Bernie drives off in a different yep, just waving wave himself in, through in a, in a cop car like mm-hmm. he is he's now posing as a cop yeah he got like the sheriff's truck that they the yeah. child cop and the other right sheriff's deputy drove up there and he just drives back and gives a little little yeah wink and a nod gets away off he goes for, for moonstalker too yep sunstalker you guys that's it that's what happens in moonstalker I I really hope that was a clear, uh, yeah. Because we took you got a lot. I mean, the, the last <laughs> it is true, man. The last twenty minutes are so special. They're so special. Like that's when it turned around for me, and that's when I really started appreciating this movie and why it was on that list. Because even though it looks like shit for nineteen eighty nine, it and it 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 has a lot of cheap ripoffs of a lot of stuff it is in its own way like a special movie that i'm not gonna forget yeah absolutely i'm not gonna forget bernie i'm not gonna forget the weird way this this movie unfolds and how he was just really trying to make it complicated in all the wrong ways like yeah 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 yeah, absolutely and tried tried to make it funny in places and it's at times succeeded it is a really wild and i think they did shoot it in one night Oh my God! No, they didn't. They shot it live. They shot. <laughs> this was shot one shot on one take film. This was yeah. shot on film. This took, this took I think probably four weeks of shooting. Why at night? Why in night the shoots? Snow, it's crazy. I feel so bad for everybody, except. I think we got to do a where are they now. It's Mummy and Daddy's Totally Awesome. Where are they now? I did say that only two people had actual photos on IMDb. But one of those people is Blake Gibbons. Gibbons! Who plays Bernie. Okay. Our killer, for those just joining us. (sighs) Blake Gibbons has been in so many things, Josh. Oh yeah, he he. It says in his known for, okay, it's populated by things such as maybe you've heard of it, Seinfeld. He played Lyle on Seinfeld, General Hospital, where he played Mitchell Coleman slash. There's other people that he played because that's how you roll on a soap opera. You got to play the twin, right? Whatever. So and so that probably predated Moonstalker, right? Like that's why he's like the lead. No, in this. that was in two thousand two. Oh, to dang! Two. Yes, he he was like on General Hospital for years, two thousand two to two thousand fourteen. He was on Dexter. He played Clemson Galt. I I bet that was just a one episode thing, and a show called Interrogation, which I did not watch. However. He no that interrogation that was uh, in 2020. He's still working. He's like a working actor. I bet My he dude. does a lot of commercials. Yeah, I don't recognize his name. 
I no, would. not even close. He's just, yeah, he is. He's but a, I mean, like, I've never worked with him in commercials. Oh, I see. But I bet he does a lot of commercial work. And um, he was on Days of Our Lives. He was on Good Girls, uh, Hawaii Five-0, um, Criminal Minds, Young and the Restless, CSI New York, NCIS LA, CSI. He's doing OG. it all. I mean, Medium, he's doing great. I just want everybody to know the mentalist uh friggin the oc guys bernie's doing great he drove up on that off in that cop car never looked back actually what did he do before this almost nothing he was on uh an episode of golden girls before he did moonstar wow and that's about it so this begun his career pretty much the first movie pretty sure or second movie okay so um that's kind of nice to know it's great yeah it's great yeah uh yeah even his seinfeld characters from the summer of george episode he's like a um <laughs> i like vaguely remember him anyway there um, i know he does look so familiar yeah, 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 absolutely We'll post a picture of his the, the rest of the people, good luck. If you find any information about it, please report it to the authorities because <laughs> there is no information. Even Michael O'Rourke, the director, he made three features around this time and then nothing else, like left the biz, did not. I mean, how can you follow this up, really? I, he tried. I almost want to watch the other ones because like this, yeah, this is a special movie. And it's pretty charming. Wait, should, should we rate this now and then talk a little bit of uh sure we can rate it we it's our podcast josh god damn okay. it um carol on let's see okay all right um how many bed rolls do you give this movie moonstalker 1989's moonstalker uh out out of let's see there were uh, there were probably nine counselors out of nine counselors bedrolls how many bedrolls do you give moonstalker um i'm gonna give it five Mm. because i didn't hate it no it here's what i here's what i think um this is a great beginner horror movie it's a great sleepover movie it is not scary I don't think even our most sensitive friends would think it was scary, but it's a fun slasher movie that I actually think is pretty respectful towards women. There, there are people who are sexist, but they are called out for their sexism. Interesting. Like the point, even the nerdy guy, Brian or something. Yeah. yeah. Who could, how could, there's no way to know. Um, I mean, he sucks. He's like a, a super annoying person, but he's also a very relatable character, right? Like mm-hmm. we know many Brian's. Oh Yeah. And uh, there's plenty of like white male fragility in it, but yeah. um, it's either the people are either killed mm-hmm. and, or or called out just specifically about it. Yeah. Um, Do you know who Brian reminded me of? Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> he had this weird. It was like it was like Christian Bale was doing one of his characters. Like that's right. Like, is deep like he got fish like some sort of plastic surgery or like some weird um you know uh prosthetics yeah he did botox like puff up yeah, his yeah, yeah, face exactly. to look like it exactly. um i thought he he reminded me of a character on like 
head of the class or maybe it was like growing pains he, he reminds me of some oh yeah yeah from, yeah 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 from, totally but i can't i can't yeah is he like skunky like a, or boner or some right, shit yeah. like boner what's boner from growing pains okay maybe yeah. that's it wait well he's like neighbor kids yeah absolutely okay so you're giving it five out of nine how about you uh I'm going to go six out of nine. Oh my God. I think it was six a really, yeah. I thought it was very, it was very charming. I do wish it was more gory, but I liked that it was insane. I think like the most fun thing about watching, this is a, like a, a drive-in movie. This is a total like B or C movie, you know? Oh yeah. Um, I wish they had a little bit more money for gore. But then, uh, but then they kicked it up a notch in in like <laughs> Act Three, just yeah, to show tr- all the limbs. Yeah, I clearly wrote, they 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 tried. They had like a minimal effects, a minimal yeah. minimal budget for anything. Well, I I wrote like no uh, special effects makeup budget in my notes, but then that's when the dominatrix uh, bodybuilder died, and it was like, oh, yeah, you're doing fun effects, and then the then the swing and the hanging, and I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah, you're trying here. Yeah. But that's what I mean. You could, th- this would be, I think this is a movie that would be a blast to remake also. Oh, totally. Like super fun. And it is like the, all the stuff that it sort of hints at, like I think you could lean into more and just clarify a little bit more with like a tiny amount of money. Like I just feel like there's so much you could do now to make this just better but it is it's still like pretty charming and fun and it is on red box and voodoo to rent for like two bucks so you know yeah fun one and i think maybe yeah for those for for the squeamish like the lack of gore and really the lack of nudity for all the sex in it there's really not much which is a turn off for some people i know but there's you know for those who that might make it easier to watch you know, maybe bookmark this one. It does. It should have come out ten years before. It's kind of sad that it is just like it just comes across as like extremely derivative. But it would be really fun. Like I wish I had seen this at like um like a Halloween horror movie marathon kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it has that vibe of like oh cool uh, two thousand maniacs kind of thing. Yeah, it's just like totally yeah. harmless. But yeah, it could have been a way better. Really feel like this reading is weird because I thought I was enjoying it way more than you while we were watching it. But yeah, no, no, there's something about I because I even like the tourist family in the beginning. I like the yeah. Griswolds. I'm into that. Yeah, yeah, they all seemed like uh, knockoffs. Everybody was like a knockoff of someone. Right, and that's it. It's like it's almost a parody movie in yeah. this weird way. Yeah, and yeah, even kind of blending the camp stuff with it. I think they're. <laughs> Yeah, the MLM piece of it is so weird. I don't know. There's so, so much weirdness, but like the weirdness so is fun. Weird. And that's the kind of stuff so that you fun. can't remake and you can't capture that, unless it's unless you do it this way. And so it's a special kind of movie. I always, I'm always yeah. going to find something I like in a movie like this. Yeah, the, the, that character, the the head guy and his uh, bodybuilder. Yeah. Look like was, Debbie Harry on the cover of The Hunter, that Blondie album. Yeah. It's very, yeah. Anyway. But it also reminded me of like What Hot American Summer with like Amy Poehler the yes. like the the dance the the musical theater people yes like it was that it was that it was just you know it was just the carnival of characters i mean mm. moonstar yes, it's basically my new favorite movie yeah um all right, so there's not actual children in this movie besides the child cop so should we right. read the child cop we got to read the child cop <laughs> it's the only one choice yeah 
Wow. All right. Well, in that case, um, how many how many fingers? <laughs> disembodied fingers. I mean, are I losing? Or do you give the child cop out of five? Five. A perfect job cop. It was the crazy. <laughs> it was it was the kind of shit. If I saw that in college, we would have never stopped talking about child cop. Mm-hmm. Never. That's the that's the sequel. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. You never want to see child cop ever again. Like uh-huh. you want it. It's what would have happened. It'd be like the Jay and Silent Bob strike back of it yeah, all. That's true. You no, I just you want it. more child cop, but child cop deserves to be left resting. But in Moonstalker 2, you need the child cop of Moonstalker 2, which is not a child cop. It's something else that's equally absurd. Like yeah, you want there to like be their mom is the now, spirit. Yeah, and uh-huh. I don't mean oh, the, ghost. the spirit. The ghost. <laughs> Immediately shot down. You could have the ghost, but then that's seeing it again. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, okay. Look, if 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 Moonstalker 2 is uh, all these people coming back and and haunting other cam- uh, other cam- campers. That's fine. If Child yeah. Cop is the new legend, because there's no reason why this movie is called Moonstalker, Josh. That's right. It can there's be called no Moonstalker re- too. And yeah, that's Moonstalker right. Moonstalker can be the idea of of what what spooks a campground. What spooks a <laughs> campground? I ask you. It's better copy than it's on any of the actual What covers. spooks a camp? <laughs> Something wicked this way spooks yonder campground. Bad moon stalking rising spooks a campground. <laughs> Can we? Okay. Yep. This is great. I'm here for, I, I wonder what the child cop of Moonstalker 2 would be. Do you have any other ideas for that? Sequel pitch? Is it a sequel pitch? Oh my God. We're getting it all. Um, look, okay, Josh, the question, the question is offensive as someone who aspires to be a filmmaker because child cop isn't something that you can plan out ahead of time. It's lightning in a bottle. It's lightning in a bottle. It's the magic of filmmaking. It is the person you cast. It's the wardrobe you have. Mm. It's the... It is the je ne sais quoi. You have to be open to child cop. You you have to let child cop happen. Have to let child cop in. <laughs> you have to let it in to your set. You don't plan for it. Planning it, you could never plan a child cop. No. Because what happens is you may write the cop as a as a short of stature person. And you cast someone who looks like they're 11 mm-hmm. and then... Because the, all your stars are so <laughs> tiny. You think you have to get someone the, even smaller. <laughs> the wardrobe stylist. And the wardrobe stylist only has, you know, full size. Or, yeah. Or traditional, traditional size. Yeah, traditional. Uh, Husky camp. boys. <laughs> cop uniforms. So it has to be... Yeah, I can't answer that question, but I know that it will happen mm-hmm. um, in in Moonstalker too. I think so. I think you're right. New Moonstalker. 
can I give you a sequel pitch? Sure. Uh, but I don't want to hear about Child Cop. So there's um an a what would you call this? An outdoor fun zone is being built on the mountain. Oh my god, you're obsessed. Josh saw a water park this weekend yes, in La Mirada. I did. Oh my god. He gosh. spied. He didn't even go. He I spied. I looked at it through a fence. I took a picture <laughs> through the fence. And now it's all I can talk about. Okay, go ahead. Fun park. A fun park. But so this is a mountain fun park. So this is like an alpine slide. Okay. Uh, and there's skiing in the winter. But this is so. But this Moonstalker 2 would be the the teens who work at the alpine slide. Not in, the ski lift? No. Be, this would be summer. This would be, this would be a summer movie. Or maybe they're, right. they're about to open it. Or they're closing workers. it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they're opening or closing the season. Um, and remember, this is the inciting incident for Bernie mm-hmm. was the destruction of his beloved mm-hmm. mountain home. Mm-hmm. And I think the and maybe the cabin is now like the supply closet of the is the supply tent of the. Uh, there's a lot of horniness going on in, right. in in Bernie's cabin exclusively. Let's not forget. Let's not forget how ruthless big recreation.gov is they will just bulldoze a neighborhood to make a campground i mean oh yeah those are my favorite kind of campgrounds it's just clearing <laughs> out of <laughs> chavez ravine of <laughs> campgrounds yeah go ahead okay so uh, the supply dark. closet <laughs> no that's and that, that's it but it's going to be it's going to be fresh teens and i think i yeah i think the magic of child cop is going to find is going to come with like the local hires of the the people who you who come to enjoy the alpine slide and mm-hmm. one of them is that's where that's where the the magic moment might come in mm. you want because you need you're gonna need a lot of extras in this one it's reminding me of uh class action park class action do... park absolutely yes yeah. no totally what i'm thinking about yes yeah yep it's gonna be that with bernie involved now sanders <laughs> Of course, mm-hmm. we have to, I've been waiting. And Jack waiting. Black reprising his role as Bernie from the movie Bernie. Okay. And wow. I guess that's it. Those are all the Bernies. As I long know. as we get Douglas Pipes on the case, Douglas Pipe. Douglas Pipes back Pipes. on the organ. Okay, plural. All right, we've taken up a lot of time here talking about Moonstalker, and. I don't feel like there's a ton of parenting stuff to talk about, but I will just quickly, before we say goodbye, talk about our camping trip. Yes. Which started We were trying all. to thread this needle for a while here, but yeah. we got sucked into plot territory, and we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Because <laughs> we often just rely on the internet movie database yeah. to tell you what a movie's about. But uh, we had a good time camping over the long weekend. It was... A little bit chilly, but still very enjoyable. But we, while we were watching Moonstalker, we were reminded of the kind of keeping up with the Joneses microwave color TV-ness of looking at another campsite. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like when you get into camping, that's kind of part of it is that you're looking at stuff and you're like, I want that gear. It's a gear, uh-huh. it's a gear focused thing. Like, yes. And it's how do you approximate oh well, there's sort of two schools of it, right? There's sort of backpacking minimalist camping, which is what I think a lot of people who don't camp think camping is. But mm-hmm. for those of us who car camp, 
it is about recreating or approximating the comforts of home within reason in the outdoors. We're sort of trying to thread that needle of not disrupting the outdoorsiness of the outdoors, but while still using technology in all its forms to sort of, to have a comfortable and fun and interesting time. (laughs) Right. Like you're going to, like we enjoy making good food around the campfire. Yep. Which does involve sometimes like pre-making a lot of stuff and kind of putting it all together over a a stove or, you know, like we like to eat well, drink well. We like to be very comfortable. But yeah, like you want to have the right kind of thermal socks and you want to, you know, we got a... Got to have cool headlamps. Got to have cool headlamps. You got to find out what the the latest, you know, collapsible dishwashing tub is, which is what we got this time. Um, Hammock. Yeah. Check. Yes, got you that a long time uh-huh. ago. It's been great. Um, we did three days this camping trip, critical, because it meant we had a full day, or three full, nights, yeah. four days. So meant we had a full day of just chilling at the campground, mm-hmm. like did a hike around the campground and then did a, but then just hanging out. So got to read a bunch in the hammock and mm-hmm. hang out. It was delightful. Yeah. Wu is obsessed with uh, Uno, that is a Mario-themed Uno. Oh yeah, that uh, he he play he wants to play every day, um, and so we but we were we were spying some other people's campgrounds, seeing what seeing what the latest thing is. I I have to say like a, a trend that has co- popped up between last year and this year that I f- I really did not see yeah. this before is these like battery powered kind of like string lights. Yes, that everybody had around their campground and um made it look very magical yeah it feels so, very covid doesn't it it's like well yeah. okay if we have to kind of keep in our own space we're gonna be out here like let's decorate mm-hmm. where yeah. that that has never that's never been a thing no so now we need that gotta have it um, but then there was that site but then there was a site by the by the bathrooms because there's bathrooms where we can't we can't build a campground yeah. with bat we got fl- flush toilets flush showers toilets. come on yeah. now um not a hot, hot shower that's going to melt your face off like in Moonstalker. Um, well, but not unless you mess with the boiler, mm. like a Bernie. <gasps> so right by the bathroom, there's a campsite that had one of those like teardrop towable trailers. Um, Beautiful. That was really great. And Josh and I got very into the idea of getting one. Yeah, you know, we were looking it up actively at our campsite. Oh yeah, we were I was looking pricing them out. Yeah, watching videos like showing you around the insides of these things. And um actually, one of the the ones that that we really liked. Yes. Um the video was like it has a microwave and I was like I would much rather trade out that microwave for a Oh, <laughs> I was like, I would much rather trade out that microwave for like a one, uh, a one rack dishwasher. I was joking because we were doing oh. dishes, but um, I was like, who needs a microwave while you're camping? I had that thought. Wow. And this, I mean, all this could have been avoided if Pops just hadn't stolen that microwave. You don't think they would have gotten as wound up about a dishwasher? <laughs> I guess there. I think the implication is they baked this cake in the microwave. Maybe it's a micro bake. Maybe it's just an easy bake. Well, easy bake oven. Yeah, 
So the campsite with the with the Christmas lights, there were three boys there, uh, little little kids. And they had some sort of like rope swing. Yeah, that flings thing. over the top of uh, any branch so you can take it home with you. Yeah. So that was so cool. So rad. So rad. But the parents were like, Look, I don't feel like talking to anybody personally. No. I don't want to talk to anybody at a campsite. So I wasn't trying to engage with these people, but it still felt like they were being standoffish to me. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I do feel like because they were kind of our age. Kids are even kind of the same yeah. age-ish. Like their kids were older, but it was like, you guys are probably our age. You're right next to us. Like, Yeah, we were like playing cool music. Yeah. They seemed cool, but then did not. Like I ended up Nobody talk- engaged. Nobody engaged. And I was just like having that weird like who the fuck do you think you are <laughs> Ooh, nice yeah 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 with your fucking christmas lights and you're tired or you're not tired you know, and i tired was like something. your camp chairs suck yeah <laughs> <laughs> because we got new camp chairs we did we got camp chairs new camp chairs for the kids that are actually also for adults but they worked great for the kids and we got a new camping chair for us which is a love seat and it is comfortable as hell. We'll put links to these both. Yes. Both. The scary good stuff. You got it all in this episode. Interview with a vampire. Where are they now? Scary good stuff. Sequel pitch. I mean, we're we are dropping the segments, sometimes with the uh, buttons, sometimes not. Doesn't sometimes matter. not, you know. Who can say? It's really it's just I told him it was an accident. I, and I just gotta say, finding a chair that is suitable for both a child and an adult is the dream of a giant person. Yeah. So the, um, the, the ones for the kids that, that comes to us from REI and it's the flex light camp chair. Mm-hmm. Sounds so much like flashlight. I, I can't. It was a flashlight. <laughs> yeah. We had to send back those. <laughs> the flex light camp chair. And it, it is very lightweight. You basically put together the frame of it. Like, the tent poles uh-huh yeah and then you just put on the little seat part it's the easiest thing yep it is not the most like the kids kind of fell over a couple times but they fall over in any camp chair yeah exactly usually they'll fall forward in other camp chairs but the fact they can put their feet on the ground and get in and out of it themselves is like good and yeah last a long time yep it's great delightful Ugh. all in all is this a good time with the kids though to just be at the site and just doing our this has become a tradition like they look forward to it um everybody is like having a good time it's a nice it's like truly just like a family event and it's like very focused on that in a really sweet way and i like look i really do like look forward to doing it as they get older and even if we don't ever talk to anyone at a campsite (laughs) I think that's all right. It's kind of nice. I think it is one of those places where people go to not talk to other people. You know, maybe Clark Griswold was right. And we should just be asking people like, why don't, can you just leave? Leave the campsite. <laughs> yeah, can you just leave the campsite? Yeah. No. At a campsite, you need to tell people, don't be a creep. Get in touch. Please email us at mummyxsteady at gmail.com. Love to see those emails. We are on Twitter and Facebook at Mummy X Daddy. We are on Instagram at Mummy X Daddy Pod. 
If you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And hey, tell a friend. You can also visit us on the internet for show notes and more at mummyxdeady.com. Our theme music is by Kyle Andrews. Our logo was designed by Dara Weinberg. Maggie Spaulding is a nice hot shower. Perfect temp. <laughs> Bye. Take a look around you. You see any traffic? You see any smog? You see any winos? Oh, shit. Maybe they won't stop. <laughs>